Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Today we are going to talk a little bit about the NFL. And some big signings this week. Derek Carr to the Saints, Aaron Rodgers might be to the Jets, maybe on the Packers. We haven't heard any news about that just yet. Lamar Jackson getting a non-exclusive franchise tag by the Baltimore Ravens. And Daniel Jones also getting $160 million from the New York Giants. A lot of big news, a lot of big news. So we'll start out with Derek Carr. Derek Carr got a four-year deal for $150 million from the New Orleans Saints. He was in the running For the Jets, the Carolina Panthers, they were also looking to maybe acquire Carr. I think for the Jets, though, they have their sights set on Aaron Rodgers and are having a hard time on signing any quarterback at all. For Derek Carr, this is a good thing. He's in the NFC, weaker conference, the weakest division in the conference. Now you have Tom Brady, who is retired, so you'll either have Kyle Trask or another quarterback for the Bucs who will start. Sam Darnold for the Panthers. For the Atlanta Falcons, you have Desmond Ritter, who's young, who might have potential. We just haven't seen enough of it yet. This is a good thing for Derek Carr. He's back with his old coach, Dennis Allen. I think this team has a good defense. Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, good offense. Man, the Saints really could be something special this year. They're going to possibly get a home playoff game this year, and they could possibly win a playoff game. Look impressive. Now, I don't know what to expect yet. I want to see if Derek Carr can produce in the NFC and maybe be a challenger, definitely be a challenger. I think it would be interesting to see him coming out of the NFC South and then we have three teams possibly coming out of the NFC East and then the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West and in the North, maybe the Packers if they acquire Aaron Rodgers again. Maybe the Lions this upcoming year with how they've been playing, but most likely Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings because they're still going to have an elite offense that is going to be almost impossible to stop. So for Derek Carr, this is a good thing for him. This is great news. Uh, Happy for him, man. For the Raiders, I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard they've been a dark horse to maybe get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to link up with Devontae again. But I, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers knows what he wants to do. He's so indecisive. Like, we don't know if he's going to stay with the Packers. We don't know if he's going to want to go to the Jets or the Raiders. I mean, it, it's just it's so hard to make out what Aaron Rodgers is going to do for the rest of his career and how that's going to really pan out. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has at least two or three more years in him, maybe. I don't know about the MVP caliber play just because of how he played last year. But that also be could be because Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs we're young guys, and Alan Lazard was hurt some of the year, so he didn't have all his weapons and everything they needed. We'll see what Aaron Rodgers really wants to do. 
And personally, to me, I'm tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. Over the past couple months, it's been really hard to take in all this information about Aaron Rodgers. I have a hard time believing he's going to stick around for the long haul for a team. Just because of the way he acted in Lambeau. You know, he's going into a do-or-die situation to make playoffs. And all you're talking about is looking around Lambeau and saying, hey, this... This could be a place I'm going to miss to play. Like, we haven't even played the game yet, and you're already getting in tears about the home the home field advantage of Lambeau. I mean, he signed a three-year contract with them. I didn't expect him to really want to move, but Aaron Rodgers is so indecisive, and I think that's also part of the reason Devontae Adams left him. Like, dude, we can't we can't sit here forever and wait on your decisions. You know, I got a big-time career. I'm a big-time receiver. I got to go somewhere. And the Raiders were willing to match that offer, and that's why Devontae went there. So back to Aaron Rodgers. Only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see where he's going to go. I don't think if he goes to the Jets, I don't think he makes them you know, a guaranteed Super Bowl team. I don't even know if they're going to win that division. Maybe the Bills might be back. They might not be. Patriots got better with Bill O'Brien. And if Tua can stay healthy, the Miami Dolphins will always be a threat. So let's talk about the two biggest contract negotiations that went on this week. Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. Let's start out with Lamar. He got placed on a a non-exclusive franchise tag this week. What a shame, man. The Baltimore Ravens should be ashamed of themselves. Personally, I understand that nobody's going to pay the Deshaun Watson contract. I mean, if Lamar's asking for 270 guaranteed, then I don't agree that he should get that. I think Lamar definitely deserves 210. I think he's earned it. He's 45 and 16 as a starter. He's thrown 12,000 yards in his career, 101 touchdowns to 38 interceptions. He's also ran 4,437 yards. And he's an MVP. The guy is absolutely explosive. He's a winner. He's done nothing but good for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, he's one in three in playoff games, but that also could be because his first year he wasn't experienced enough, second year didn't go as planned, and then he did win. He finally won a playoff game. Lamar Jackson has not played with a top wide receiver in his career. He has played with a top tight end and a good running back, but not a top receiver. I think that has not helped them at all. Imagine if he was at Miami with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Let's see what he can do with the ball then. He might be a really, really killer passer. Everybody looks at Lamar Jackson as this dynamic runner, but an okay passer. I think Lamar would be a great passer if Lamar actually had some pretty decent receivers. And There's nothing wrong with Rashad Baton, but he's not, he's not a D-hop, a Devontae Adams, a big-time receiver like that. He's just playing with some average receivers at best, maybe third-best receivers. So what what is this what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? Well, the franchise tag will pay him $32 million this year. And he has a chance to have negotiations with other organizations. The other organizations can offer him a contract. The Baltimore Ravens have five days to match it, or or Lamar Jackson will get to agree to the contract and the Baltimore Ravens will receive two first round picks from whichever team. Now, there have been multiple teams saying, oh, you know, like the Commanders and the Falcons, we're not going to go get him, we're not, we're not doing that. 
this and that. Listen, the Commanders and the Jets, in my own opinion, are the two perfect scenarios for Lamar Jackson. The Jets, if Aaron Rodgers does not commit, they have to do something. They have to immediately, because they that means they completely gave up on Derek Carr. Maybe they won't receive Rodgers, and then Lamar Jackson is going to be the last option for them. So I think for them, this looks good. If they go get Lamar, he's young, very versatile, has potential to work with Garrett Wilson, who is going to be a top receiver in this league, who had a great rookie season. So that definitely could pan out the way that we want to. Got Brees Hall in the backfield, got a young defense. You know, this team could really be elite. And he gets to battle Josh Allen every year. And he gets to battle New England with Mac Jones. And they got Bill O'Brien now. And they have a pretty decent defense. And then you get to play Tua and uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill every year. Like, Lamar Jackson would have the potential on that team to actually win the division. Now, is it going to be a lot tougher than, say, go to the Commanders? Maybe. But it would actually be awesome to see him in a Jets uniform, in my opinion. Now, go to the Commanders. Why do I say the Commanders have a good roster for Lamar Jackson? They have a good running back in Antonio Gibson. They have Terry McLaurin, who's a good receiver. They have a pretty good offensive line. Their defense is young, but they are good. They play very well. And Ron Rivera is the head coach. Now, everybody forgets that Ron Rivera helped take Cam Newton to a Super Bowl, and he knows that style of play. It's perfect for Lamar Jackson, just the perfect fit. They'll match together very, very well. I think those would be the two best scenarios for him at this moment and the two most likely, because I don't see Atlanta really making the move, and I don't see Carolina Panthers really making the move to go get him either. I think they might as well just go to the draft and try to get somebody. Now, Desmond Ritter could pan out in Atlanta, so maybe that's what they're waiting on. But for the Commanders and Jets, seems kind of reasonable for them to try to do something like that. I think this is a shame by the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Baltimore Ravens are putting themselves in a hole. If they lose Lamar Jackson, what do they have? They're going to start Tyler Huntley. I mean, that's not going to work out very well, and they're not going to be a very good team. They're going to drop from maybe being division leaders and a top team with Lamar Jackson in the AFC Conference to a non-factor, really. They're going to have a wasted defense with a wasted offensive line. They'll have J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews, and that's it. Because I don't think Tyler Huntley gets it done for them, and they're going to end up being last in division this year in the AFC North. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, and obviously the Cincinnati Bengals will finish over the Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson. With Lamar Jackson, though, if they can require some pretty good receivers, or at least one decent receiver, and just put some basic receivers around him, they might actually be pretty good. But I think Lamar should leave Baltimore as fast as he can. They originally offered him $133 million guaranteed. That's almost insulting. Now, there have also been reports that Lamar has received offers for $160 million. We don't have the full exact amount of what the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar have negotiated. Lamar Jackson deserves $210 million, or at least a Josh Allen contract. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I wish the best for Lamar Jackson, and I think that this would be a really dumb move to lose him. They have a franchise QB, and they're willing to let him walk out the door for what exactly? Nobody knows. So, we'll see. All right, let's talk about Daniel Jones a little bit. This will be fun. This will be fun. Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million. 
40 million a year. Daniel Jones, yes, he had his best season last year. He's been playing since 2019, so I'm going to read off his career stats. He's thrown 11,603 yards, 60 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. He does run, so he 1,700 yards rushing in his career. See, this is my problem. I don't think Daniel Jones is worth $40 million a year. I don't think he's played well enough to be worth $40 million a year. This past season alone, he threw 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions. So yes, it was his best year in the league. Brian Dable really helped him out. And Daniel Jones won a playoff game. He beat Minnesota. Now he got blown out by the Eagles, but he beat Minnesota. He definitely deserved a new contract. But did he deserve $40 million a year? We're talking like Patrick Mahomes type of money. We're giving this guy, this guy who won one playoff game and has finally shown up after being in the league for four years. Like now we're, now we're ready to give him $40 million and him lead the charge? I, I don't think it was a smart move. I'm trying to understand the reasoning to giving him that much money. Like, yes, I know they had to pay him, but I don't think they need to pay him that much money. I think that's absolutely insane for a quarterback who hasn't really proven himself of anything. Like, this is, this is the hardest conversation for me because Lamar Jackson, who's won an MVP, who I read all the stats to, 12,000 yards, 4,000 yards running, 45 and 16 as a starter, can't get a long-term contract, and who has proven himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the game, to Daniel Jones, who by default is the third best quarterback in his division because the commanders don't have a quarterback. I wouldn't take him over Jalen Hurts. Now, we could talk about Dak Prescott, but I still think Dak Prescott is a better thrower of the football than Daniel Jones. He's an above-average quarterback at best, and he's making all this money. Like, What are the New York Giants thinking? Like yes, we can we can pay you, but paying you forty million a forty million a year to do what? What have you proven to the NFL? They were ready to throw him out the door this at the beginning of the season, and now they offered him all that money, and now they're stuck with him, and they had to franchise Saquon Barkley on top of that. Like they don't, they didn't have any weapons. They had a young defense that was good. The only reason Daniel Jones was good this year was Brian Dable. And yes, coaches do help make the offense. But at the same time, if Daniel Jones does not play at a high level this year, the New York Giants made a mistake. And they're going to realize that real fast. If he doesn't have 4,000 yards passing and they're not in the playoffs this year, I don't know what to tell them. I really don't. Like, you made a mistake at the end of the day. The only reason... We could give him a pass is, say, Saquon or, you know, one of his teammates have a catastrophic injury for the season. They just lose. Or maybe Daniel Jones gets hurt himself. That's the only reasons why I can say, okay, that's, that's fair. You know what I mean? That, we can wait till next year. But for right now, he's got a lot to work to do. He needs to be really improved this year, be better than last year, have a better record this year. Make his team better this year. So, I, I don't think he deserves more money than Lamar Jackson, but clearly I know some, I don't know something that the rest of the NFL does. Thank you for tuning in to 
TKM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. A little bit of an NFL episode. I know it was a little bit about contracts and quarterbacks this week, but it is what's in the news right now. It's the big big time of year. Free agency's coming, offseason. Uh, NFL draft will be here very, very soon. For the NFL overall, though, this is the slow part of season, but it's also the fun part of season. We're going to see a lot of moves very soon, and I will update you about those moves and what I think if those moves would help this team or if they don't help this team. So we'll talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. Saturdays with Matt DeLong will be out tomorrow. Hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.